Talkback Matters from the Salvos. Jenny Stanger is the National Manager of the Salvos Freedom Partnership to end human trafficking and shares ways that we can help end this abuse. Oh, look, I mean, Australia is, um, in terms of if you look at the global picture of slavery and if you look at Australia's geographic and socioeconomic position and our strong labor laws and our, you know, strong communities, you know, we don't have the scale of slavery that other countries particularly with porous borders, would have. But but slavery is happening here, um, and it's something that we need to keep our eye on. Um, So it's not, you know, huge in scale, but I think from our perspective, one person in slavery is one too many. That's right. Around 400 victims have been officially recognized by government and law enforcement um, as people who've come here and experienced slavery, human trafficking, debt bondage, forced labor, servitude. Um, and labour exploitation that's highly abusive um, across a range of industries. Can you give us an example of, in this country, uh, someone who was a victim that you've spoken to and helped? Sure. Um, so a lot's interesting. A lot of salvos and a lot of other people that work in the community sector aren't aware that the Salvation Army actually operates the country's only refuge for people who've experienced trafficking and slavery here. So I used to run that refuge for about six years before I um, came over to head up the Freedom Partnership. And we've seen a range of cases, Um, domestic workers, which is a very surprising one, I think, um, particularly in a country where, you know, a culture of having domestic workers, particularly live-in workers, isn't, you know, isn't necessarily something that's very common. Um, We've encountered people in restaurants um, and other aspects of hospitality, such as cleaning. Um, There are a lot of women who experience slavery in the context of marriage. Um, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, the average person saying, oh, yeah, you know, making a joke about the, the work they have to do in their marriage. Yeah. I mean women who migrate here thinking that they're marrying into um, a genuine relationship where they're going to they're gonna work, they're going to build a family, and they're going to have a, a life with someone who they love. Yeah. But when they get here, it's clear that they were actually brought here to be a servant wow. for him, um, perhaps for other people in his family, or to work in the family business and that they are treated as a slave. And that group's quite interesting, because they often present as victims of domestic violence. But once you get beyond the indicators of what looks like domestic violence, and you dig a little deeper, those women very often can describe themselves as feeling like they were in slavery. What about cases of men being exploited and can't leave? Do you have any of those? Yeah, look, we do, and I think we're going to see more and more of those kinds of scenarios over the last, over the next, you know, few years. Especially as we keep signing up to free trade agreements, where you know the bringing in of foreign workers um, under lesser uh, labor protections um, is is certainly a feature of some of those um, agreements. I think what's important for people to understand is for the last you know, more than a decade, Australia's response to slavery has been designed to uncover and assist women working in the sex industry. And that is what the average person's understanding of slavery in Australia is. Well, for the last 10 years, um, we've really been doing a disservice to all the other people who've been in slavery. Yes. And new offenses um, came into, uh, into play, into law in 2013, that really levels the playing field across industry. So in 2013, we have a whole new raft of offenses, um, one called forced labor, one called servitude, 
one called deceptive recruiting for labor or services. Um, so these are these offenses are a massive improvement um, on our response and should capture a, a much broader range of exploitation that doesn't lie on that extreme end of slavery, but is still highly abusive. And and people and the employers or so-called employers are making huge profit. Does your help extend to beyond Australia? Um, look, so we're we're looking at how we can work more formally, um, even just as the Salvation Army, um, particularly in the Asia-Pacific region, um, because we, we have Salvation Army um, around the region. Uh, that will take some time. Um, as we know in our organization, things take time. Um, but certainly my, vi- my vision for the Freedom Partnership's work in this area is international. Yes. Um, and as I said, for us to really be a leader in the Asia-Pacific. Salvation Army is um, definitely doing um, this work in the UK in a very big way um, and has done quite a bit of work in the United States as well. So I think um, for us to be able to lead uh, lead some work here in the Asia-Pacific would be, would be great. Now, you've got a great article, 10 Ways to End Slavery. Yeah. Tell us a few of those. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's really great for people to know about slavery. And of course, you know, creating awareness is the first step. But awareness is not going to end slavery. Slavery is only going to end if people get involved and take some action. And so we've tried to provide people just some simple suggestions um, and ways to get involved through the Freedom Partnership um, to be a part of what we're calling our chain of good. So we've got the simplest thing that people can do is to get onto our website and take the Freedom Pledge. And we've designed that to be something simple measurable, right? So we need to be taking measurable steps to end slavery, not just saying, oh yeah, I heard about that. You know, it's about taking some action. So the Freedom Pledge really is about making a a commitment that'll take five minutes out of your life every week. Um, The pledge is about agreeing to um, sign on to some of the policy advocacy campaigns that we will send you. And we will not overwhelm you with those campaigns. We're doing targeted campaigns that we know will make a difference. Um, to people in slavery. The second part of the pledge is to swap your chocolate, tea, and coffee, and whatever else you can manage in your life to fair trade. And people really need to understand that fair trade is absolutely the best certification out there on supply chains. Let's stop rewarding the companies that don't care about their workers, and let's all be getting onto the fair trade train. Um, So we really want people to make a pledge to, to swap at least, you know, a few products in their life. Um, and the quality and affordability of those products has increased, you know, tenfold in the last few years. So there's kind of no excuse now to say, oh, it doesn't taste good or, oh, it's too expensive. It's just not true. Yes. Um, in fact, right now we're running a thank you campaign for Aldi around Easter time because Aldi has been a real great supporter of, of fair trade products. Wow. Um, and the last part of the pledge is just tell 10 friends. Just share with 10 friends that you've taken the pledge, right, because we really need to be... Um, building up not just the awareness, but people doing some simple stuff. So at a minimum, if people can get onto our website, which is nslavery.salvos.org.au, take the pledge and and then look around further. We've got a community organizing toolkit on our our website. We have some outreach tools that we've created for people. Um, So there's ways for schools to get involved. There's ways for you to do things in your workplace. There's ways for you to get your church involved or your community group. Um, Contact us. Freedom Partnership wants to support you to help us to end slavery. That's Jenny Stanger from the Salvos Freedom Partnership to End Human Trafficking.
That website again is endslavery.salvos.org.au. Light and Life, the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.